0: Uh, thank you, Pastor John, and uh, thank you for uh, this opportunity to come and share uh, God's word with you. And I, I really am a little bit terrified <laughs> this morning uh, to be standing in front of you. Um, but I'm I'm really thankful because it's not really you know me that it's not a performance. I feel like, and I just feel like it's something that God is going to speak to us through me. And so I'm just thankful for for him and what he's going to do. Um, <clears throat> I just want to start off by uh, sharing a story. Uh, When I was a a first year in college, um, I was 17 years old. In the middle of my first year, I saw this really pretty girl. And she's so pretty. And she was so pretty that I wanted to be her boyfriend. Um, But there was only one problem. Uh, This girl, she was two years older than me. This is my wife, by the way, that I'm telling you about. (laughs) Um, and I, I, I started to pursue her as, as a little freshman in college, and I tried to be as mature as her. I tried to be as, uh, you know, just this holy guy, like very, like, you know, well-dressed, all that kind of stuff. Um, and eventually, a few years later, she, she gave in, and we began to date when I was 19. And she was 21, graduated from college. Um, and at the beginning of our dating relationship, um, I was on my best behavior. Uh, I had a 1997 Toyota Camry. Uh, I drove it so nicely, safely. Uh, I took her to nice places to eat. I was the most patient boyfriend. I was the kindest boyfriend. It was really the honeymoon stage of dating. Um, But after time passed by, uh, what happened? Well, one thing that happened for me was I ran out of money. For instance, I remember being at this nice restaurant on the beach, on the sand on a Saturday morning and we ate this great seafood meal and I remember getting the check and it was 60 bucks or something like that and I I pulled out my debit card, put it on 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 the check and then he came back and he said, sir, I'm so sorry, your card has been declined. And this was the only card or money that I had. And I was so embarrassed, because here I was with my girlfriend, trying to be all cool, act like I have a lot of money, and I ran out of money. Uh, One time, I remember even dating my wife, I overdrafted five times in one day. And I think that's why they changed their policy and started declining me. And so that date, Junior actually ended up paying for the meal and I was so embarrassed. And over time, as we continued to date each other, um, these kind of things kept happening where these ugly sides of me kept showing up. Whether it was me not having enough money, whether it was me telling her a little lie here or there, the sides of me that weren't pretty started to come up and she would see those things. And I got scared. I thought that eventually over time that she would get sick of me Maybe she would get fed up. Maybe she would break up with me. Maybe she wouldn't like me anymore. Uh, All these thoughts came into my head. And praise the Lord, she didn't break up with me. Um, And today in in our relationship with God, I wonder if our relationship with him is kind of like that. Maybe there's like this honeymoon stage in your relationship with him. We're on our best behavior. At the moment of conversion, we have our daily quiet times. We pray before we eat. We don't cuss. We don't get angry. We act in a way that might show God that, hey, we're worth it. It seems that God only sees our flawless, our sinless side. But over time, what happens? We fall back into the same pattern of sin, our same old habitual sin. Our ugly side comes out again and again. And so there's a sense that God, man, maybe he's disappointed with us. Maybe he might look at us differently. Maybe he might not like us anymore. And so over time, this pattern leads us to grow distant from God. We stop spending time with him. We run away from him. We stop praising him. Um, Today in in Psalm 103, David is writing a Psalm and it, it is not addressed to God. It is not addressed to other people, but David simply writes this Psalm to himself. And there's one reminder that he gives. It is to praise God. Um, Would you guys all say this with me, all the kids and all our adults? Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And one more time, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. In in other words, the reminder is hey, keep on praising God. And David doesn't say just to praise God with your mouth, to come to church and just to sing songs. But really, in verse 1, he says, with all that is within me, everything that is within me, praise his holy name. Um, Today, you might not be in a place where you feel like your soul is blessing the Lord. Maybe you're tired. Maybe you're exhausted. Maybe you're overwhelmed. Maybe you're sad. Maybe you're ashamed. Um, Today I want to encourage you. I want to give you a few reasons why we can continue to praise God. Uh, The first reason we can praise God is because of how God relates to us. Uh, We praise God because of the way that he thinks about us. And so I want to tell you, when God looks at us and he looks at all of our ugly sides, he doesn't say, ugh, gross, I don't like you anymore. But God looks at us with love with love. Kids, can you guys all look at your parents and tell them, I love you? Tell them that. Or maybe even spouses can say it to each other. Say, I love you. Look at them and say, I love you. Say, I love you. I don't hear any I love yous. (laughs) Uh, In this Psalm, David mentions the words, not just love, but steadfast love. And he says that four times in verses four, eight, 11, and 17. So in verse four he says, God who crowns us with steadfast love and mercy. In verse eight, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. In 11, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. In verse 17, but the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. God's love for us is not just any kind of love. It is steadfast love. Steadfast means love that is unchanging, unconditional, regardless of the situation or our circumstances. This is the kind of love that God has for each of us. Um, In addition to this steadfast love, God does not count our sins against us. So the way that God relates to us, he has steadfast love and he also does not count our sins against us. Can I just read for us verses 10 through 13? Uh, It says this, he does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As the Father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. And it's because of all that Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross. God, because of that, he doesn't count any of our sins against us. He doesn't make a list of all the bad things that we have done and hold it against us. Uh, When I was in sixth grade, um, I was a teacher's pet. I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bit of a teacher's pet. Uh, My teacher loved me because um, I was pretty good at math, you know, all that. Anyone here a teacher's pet? No? (laughs) It's great, there's a lot of benefits to being a teacher's pet, but um, my teacher, she, she loved me, she adored me, and I was just this great student, really good at math, all that kind of stuff. Um, so this one time we had a, a project that we had to do, and it was, it was a biography project, and at that time I really loved reading about you know, old sports players and stuff like that, and so I decided to do a biography on Babe Ruth. And so I, um, I don't know if you know who Babe Ruth is, but I dressed up in Yankees gear, and I took a metal baseball bat to school for my presentation. Don't, don't ever do that, okay? But I took a metal baseball bat to school for my presentation, so I just held it there and I did my presentation and everything. Now, after school, my friend and I, we went to the field and then he was tossing me pine cones. And then I was hitting the pine cones again and again and again. Um, but there was this other person who wasn't really my friend. He was more like a bully. Um, He decided to have the smart idea to come up behind me while I was hitting the pine cone and to jump on me to scare me. And so here I was taking swings and all of a sudden I, I swung and then in my follow through I felt a crack behind me. And then I turned and looked and it turned out that I had hit the bully guy who was trying to jump on me. I hit him on accident in the face. And I ripped his mouth from the corner of his lip up to his cheek. And he just started to bleed and bleed and bleed. Sorry kids, he's bleeding. And I was like, are you okay, are you okay? Are you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then you know, I saw my mom coming to pick me up after school, so I just left him and I, I ran away home. And then the school called my parents and told them what happened. But what ended up happening was he had to get 13 stitches, I still remember that number, 13 stitches up his cheek. Um, but, The next day, I came to school, and then my teacher, you know, I was her pet, I was the teacher's pet. She came up to me with tears in her eyes, and she looked angry. And she said, you hurt one of my students. And she was so disappointed. You hurt one of my students. And I remember from that day on, she never treated me the same again. I remember distinctly a time in class when she asked a question and I raised my hand and I was the only one in class raising my hand because I knew the answer. And she ignored me and she looked the other way and she said, does anyone else have an answer? And she didn't pick me. Praise the Lord that God is not like my sixth grade teacher. (laughs) Praise the Lord that he doesn't remember what I do wrong Praise the Lord that he doesn't look at me differently for each bad thing that I do. Um, Verse 12 says, God removes our transgressions, our sins from us. And how far does he remove it from us? As far as the east is from the west. So all of our kids, can you guys put your arms wide open and spread them apart like this? How far is it? Show me kids, east. Which way is east? (laughs) To the west. That far. As far as the east is from the west, God removes our transgressions from us. And can I tell you today that Jesus Christ has died on the cross for our sins. And because of our trust in him, all of our sins are washed away and we are made as white as snow. Um, Today, you might not feel like praising God because of guilt, because of shame over your sin, um, because God has seen your ugly side and maybe you feel like he can't love you anymore. Well, can I invite you today to consider the truth that is written in this psalm about God's forgiveness and about God's steadfast love for you. Uh, Not only do we praise God because of how he relates to us in love, but we can also praise God because even though our days and our lives are short, we will spend eternity With him, Um, I'm going to ask all of our kids to do this. Can you show me or show your parents with your fingers how old you are? The rest of us can't do it because we don't have enough fingers to show how old we are. But all of our kids, show me, put your hands up, show me how many, how old are you? Nice. Okay, let me ask you next year, how old are you going to be? Nice. And then the next year, how old are you going to be after that? Very nice, I wanna tell you today, you are never going to get any younger. Did you know that? So if you are five years old, you're never gonna be five again. If you're six, you're never gonna be six again. It's, it's like we continue, as, as time passes by, all that happens is that we grow older and we never get the previous year back again. Verses 14 through 16 describes mankind as dust, as grass, and as flowers the wind, it passes over these things, and they are no more. So it's this image of of wind, and just And the dust, the flowers, the grass, it's no more. And so it is with our lives, because our our days are numbered. Um, Just a quick example of this. Um, I I don't watch too many TED Talks, um, but I, I saw this one that just captivated me. It was by this guy named Tim Urban, and uh, the title of the TED Talk was Inside the Mind of a Master Procrastinator. So that kind of drew me in, because I was like, oh, procrastinators, yeah. Let me, let me see what that's all about. And he had a lot of funny illustrations about what goes on inside a procrastinator's head as they delay and put off and put off and put off and put off projects. But at the end, he gave this really wonderful illustration, and I want to show you this picture here. Okay, looks like a bunch of uh, squares. Um, This is called a life calendar. And what this life calendar shows is that every box in this calendar represents every week for a 90 year life. And this might look like like a lot of boxes to you, but it's actually not a lot, considering that we have used up a bunch of them. Especially those who are a little bit older. Um, and so I want to invite you uh, not to waste the opportunities that you have now in your life to live a life of worship to God. Now, if this was all that I showed you and it was over, right, that would be really, really sad and, and kind of hard to take. But there is something that is missing from this life calendar for us as Christians because this life calendar does not show what happens after our lives on Earth are over. Uh, verse 17 says that the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting to those who fear Him. And so the hope that we have beyond this life is that we have hope in heaven, hope in an everlasting, eternal relationship with Him. Uh, it was a missionary, C.T. Studd, Charles Studd, he said only one life, can you guys all say with me, one life. It will soon be past. Only what is done for Christ will last. And so I want to invite you to come and praise the Lord with your life because this life is soon going to be past. Um, and only what is done for Christ is going to last. And we're going to spend an eternity with him. Uh, the last point I just want to make is that we can praise God because God's kingdom rules over all things. And the last five verses there describe that. Um, and on our last day of VBS, uh, we, we made foam fingers together. All the kids made foam fingers together. And on those foam fingers, kids, do you guys know what you put on it? Shout it out. We put God is number one. God is number one over all things. He is the most powerful being in the universe and because of that, he is worthy of our praise. Uh, Recently, I went to a a Dodgers game with my wife, and this was the first time in my life that I didn't sit in the upper deck. Um, I sat a little bit closer, and and it was amazing, because I could look at the Dodgers dugout, and I just saw the backs of all the famous baseball players, and so I was like, look, Junya, I think that's Hyunjin Ryu! Or I think that's Clayton Kershaw, I think that, and so you know, she could hear the excitement in my voice when I saw these famous baseball players. But you know what the reality is? These baseball players are just humans with a lot of money and a strong arm. <laughs> that's all that they are. Imagine how much, how much more awe we would have when we see God who rules over all things. And so today, I want to invite you to take a moment and consider where you are today. Has your life been about blessing the Lord? Or has it been a while since you've praised Him? Uh, This is a reminder that all of us um, can take to heart. And so just to review real quick, there's three um, points for why we ought to praise the Lord. First, we can praise God because of how He relates to us. He forgives and forgets our transgressions. We can praise God because even though our days and our lives are short, uh, we're gonna spend eternity with Him, and then lastly we can praise God because God's kingdom rules over all things. Um, if I could just close with an illustration, uh, when I, uh, I, I, this past week I went to VBS uh, Brea, and at VBS Brea there's a, a, a lady there, a mother who who is on the praise team, can we just show that picture? and uh, she's the second one from the left so it's kind of hard to tell Um, but her name is rose and uh, when i first came to this church i heard about how great a singer she was and then i also heard hey that she wrote a song a worship song to god and so, you know, it's a song that I'm familiar with, and so this VBS, I, I, I saw her, and then I had to get all the courage I could muster up, and then I went up to her and I said, hi, I heard that you wrote that song. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about how you ended up writing that song? Uh, and, and this is what she told me, uh, and I asked her if I could share this in the sermon today, but um, she said that when, uh, when she was younger, uh, she really wanted to write a song of worship to God. And um, she read this book called Knowing God by J.I. Packer. And she said that that book just opened her eyes to gain a greater understanding of who God is. In particular, the sections that were about his attributes really touched her. And so she read that book. She was so moved. And then after reading that book, she prayed to God and said, Lord, help me to write a song that will help your people to worship. And he gave her these words for the song, and she wrote that song, and people use it today. And so, um, it was just such an awesome story to hear, because I could never songwrite for my life, but, um, this lady, man, like God just blessed her and, and gave her this this voice and these words to worship. And so uh, for this last part, I just want to invite you, if you're familiar with the song, to, to sing along. Uh, we're going to play the song for you on, on MP3, and it's her voice singing it. So I got the original um, song from her. And then afterwards, I'll come up and I'll, I'll pray for us. That's it. Uh, let's pray together and then we'll, we'll be off. Thank you so much uh, for your time. Uh, Lord, <clears throat> our confession to you, God, is that uh, sometimes we don't bless your name. And God, our, our lives are just filled with ourselves and uh, just a lack of worship. Uh, to you. And so, God, would you help us in our in our circumstances when times get tough? Would you just continue to remind us of all that you have done for us? And so, we're so thankful today to celebrate uh, graduation with all of our kids. Would you continue to bless them as they grow in their knowledge of you? In Jesus' name, we all pray. Amen.